And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with another episode of my Aussie Supporter Series. And ladies and gentlemen, I will be very, very honest with you. This is a chat I have been super looking forward to. The reason that I listen to Chicks Talking Footy, that is Miss Beck Dahl coming all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Beck, how are you doing? I'm great, Donnie. I'm just as excited to be here. I feel like this has been a long time in the making. Well, I know, I know I, I chatted with Fee a little bit online and I told her to let you know that you, she was the, that you were the reason that I got into Chicks Talking Footy. I, I've enjoyed my friendship with all of the ladies in Chicks Talking Footy, including a couple that have uh, featured in this particular series as well. So I, I kind of like to know just a little bit about the people that I'm chatting with outside of the game of footy. Yes, we're here to talk footy, but let's, let's find out a little bit outside of the game of footy. So if you want just a real quick bio of who you are. Yeah, so um, I am a 40-year-old woman. I live in Melbourne. I grew up in South Australia, which is another state of Australia, but I've been in Melbourne for about 12 years. Um, and when I'm not talking about footy, I'm a partner in a law firm during the day. I'm a divorce lawyer. So, yeah, a bit, bit of an interesting job I do when I'm not watching footy. Oh, boy. That's got to be a fun <laughs> daily job for sure, especially in COVID times, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. Well, well, you know what? Let's let's get into it. We're, we're here to talk a little footy. I always love these transatlantic conversations with Australians. They're so much fun. So I got to ask this. This is my a, a favorite question. Man. What is your favorite thing about the sport of football? Oh, that's such a good question. There's so many things. Um, I think what I love about it, I mean, I love the game. Like I love watching the game. But what I really love about it is the connection that it gives with people. So my family and my friends and talking about it and, you know, going for the same team or not going for the same team. That's what I really love about it. It's a real kind of, yeah, it's, it's the community that I, that you build around it and the interaction you can have with people as much as the actual ball getting kicked around. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And being an American, I think a lot of them, it's for me, it's the excitement of the game because it's so different. It, it's not something you see very often. It's such a unique game. It, it throws in parts of, of rugby. It throws in almost part of volleyball with the handball, mm. the, the rugby tackling. It's, I, it's this great amalgamation of several sports. So it's just really, really cool. Let, let's stay in the past just a tiny bit. Can you remember your earliest footballing memory? Yeah, I can. Um, and it's it's actually a great story, I think. I, I love footy. Um, my dad got me into footy when I was very little. Like, I don't remember not having it on. But um, I remember being about eight years old, I think, and dad took me to the grand final, the SANFL, which is the state league in South Australia. And our team, West Adelaide, was playing South Adelaide. And I dressed up in this red and black Rara dress. It was the 80s, so very frilly dress, but it was the only red and black thing I had. So I had to wear the colours. And um, that game is very famous. If you look it up, it's called the Bloodbath. It was one of the worst games ever in terms of fights and blood and all these things. And um, I came home as an eight-year-old yelling out, Simsy, you mongrel. Sims was this player that played for the other team. And I'd been with my dad and his mates and they taught me how to say Simsy, you mongrel. And I came home and my mum was just mortified. And she said to dad, not tell you again if she comes home talking like that. Um, anyway, so it's, it's quite a funny family story. And, and a few years ago, I was at a Adelaide Crows game with my mum and dad and there was this guy sitting over in the corner of the bar. Dad said to me, do you know who that is? And I said, who? And he said, 
that Simsy, you mongrel. And I and I went over to this old guy in the bar. We told him the story and he thought it was quite funny. But yeah, that's my earliest memory. That that's absolutely outstanding. And the funniest part is your mom gets mortified for mongrel. It's like there are far worse things that they could have taught say, you to I say. Think so. Simsy, you mongrel is fine. Uh, that's, that's tame compared to some of the things you could probably <laughs> some of the sprays he's probably he probably heard that day over the fence. So so being a South uh, South Australian girl, I gotta ask, what's your club and, and why is it that you support them? Yeah, so my club's the Adelaide Crows. Um, so when I was younger, we didn't have a team in the AFL, which was the national competition, because I'm sure people probably know, started off as a Victorian competition, then expanded. So, so when I was younger, up until I was about, um, I think, 10, I was when the Crows came into the competition. Um, I was an Essendon supporter because they were red and black and that was the same colours as my state team. So you just sort of match the colours. Um, but then I remember the Crows coming into the competition and it was quite a big deal in the state because there was two organisations trying to get this national licence. There was Port Adelaide who everyone knows now does have a team. And then there was, I forget what they called it. It wasn't conglomerate, but it was that sort of word, which was mm -hmm. an organisation of all the other clubs. And that club um, became the Adelaide Crows. And effectively, Port Adelaide were hated in the SNFL. You're either a Port Adelaide supporter or you hate them. So all of us who weren't Port Adelaide supporters very much jumped on the Adelaide Crows in 1991 it was when they came into the competition. So it was just a no-brainer that once there was a club from our state, we were 100% in. That's, that's awesome. So is are, are the Crows now, since again, they came in a little bit later than, than some of the other teams, is it is it a family love or is or, or do you have any black sheep in the family that found their way to being Port supporters? Um, in my immediate family, um, absolute crow supporters like it would just you would just be it wouldn't bear thinking Donnie to be honest like we even had a dog that was called Bickley named after Mark Bickley who was the one of the early captains of the crows in my extended family there are some port supporters but we don't really like to talk about them too much <laughs> Uh, I, chat, I chatted with a port supporter if, or, uh, yesterday. Uh, and, I'm and sorry to funny, hear that. Well, the funniest part about it is he's the only port supporter in his entire family. His whole, uh, his mother, his father, his brother are all crow supporters. So it was, it was the most interesting conversation ever because he, he had joked about going to, to going to a game between Adel between Port and Geelong and his brother who was a Crow supporter bought a Geelong jersey just to cheer against his brother <laughs> so oh, it was honestly they're great I stories remember, I remember that their Crows and Port have only played in one final mm. um it was I reckon it was the early 2000s I can't quite remember anyway I, what I can tell you was in the years where you still had to line up to buy tickets like before they were on the internet and I remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning or something and lining up outside the local news agent. But what I remember was that I think the AFL and the government panicked that it was going to be like a soccer kind of riot. That's how much we hate each other. And they actually divided the crowd into sections of, and you had to buy in either the Crows or the Port section because they were scared about what would happen if we were all intermingled. Yeah, that's that's insane. And I've, I've seen some of like I, I watch European soccer myself and some of the stuff that goes on there is insane. So I can see that because there there is a gen there is a genuine um, 
oh man, how to, how to say this nicely, a genuine dislike of each other. If, if, if we'll, we'll be, we'll be nice about it. We won't go. Into I was going to say that's so, a lot. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll be, we'll be polite. We'll be polite. I'm, 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 I'm Switzerland in that argument. I, I think both, I think both clubs have, have a great history. It's some more interesting than others. So, but we, we, we won't go into the, the essay, the essay argument there. So, so I got to ask this, um, can you remember the first ever crows item that you were given or bought? Um, yeah, I can actually. So I grew up in Wyala, which is um, in country South Australia. So it's about four hours um, from Adelaide. And I remember my great auntie Carmel, um, she, I was allowed to catch the bus from Wyala to Adelaide. I reckon I was about 15. It was the first time I remember catching the bus um, by myself. And it was like an eight hour bus trip, but she was going to take me to this Crows game at Adelaide Oval. And I remember I bought a flag before the game, a Crows flag, and I carried it like on that. I held it, I think for that whole six hour bus trip. And yeah, that flag was, it's the first thing I remember buying, I think. That's that's awesome. And at least you got it. You you were like, I'm holding on to this. I am making sure that I have this when I get into the game. That's that's, that's right. Fantastic. So um, I, I've told many of people that uh, you wouldn't think so, but an American, I'm kind of a diehard when it comes to footy. I get up at four in the morning to watch my my beloved Sydney Swans watch a game if I have to. I'm, I'm I don't mind the sleep deprivation. So I consider myself a diehard fan, but I know everybody fans differently. Everybody supports differently. So I'd like if you could really quickly, can you describe your support or your fandom, as I call it, for the Adelaide Crows? Um, yeah, I think I, I'm very passionate. When I, when I was younger, I had this real habit that I used to give myself a migraine before the game because I would get so anxious and so stressed about what was going to happen. And my mum would have to be like, just back, it's okay, it's okay. And I've I've always, even now, if I go to football with my mum and dad, which I don't as often because I live in state, but I've always sat in the middle of them. Like that's just always been because I like to talk to my dad about the game and I like to talk to mum about, you know, things that are going on around. But I've always had this really bad leg shake and it drives them both mad because I sit there just shaking my leg. Mm -hmm. I think I get more nervous than the players. I'm that kind of person. I'm very very take it very seriously and i think that somehow i can impact the outcome of the game uh you're one of those nervous nellies that can't sit still yeah. there's there's all there's a hey, there's somebody in every fan base that does that they can't sit still they think if they move if they sit in the one seat one time and they win they have to sit in that exact seat every time and they have to wear the same thing i i'll admit i'm superstitious as i'll get out with my sports if i wear something and they win I will wear it until they lose. <laughs> so I have to tell you, Johnny, I often, um, I often go to the games over here with a couple of friends. They're guys that are from Adelaide as well and live in Melbourne. And we're all a bit like that. And I just remember this one really tight game. We're at the MCG and the Crows were behind and it was my turn to go and get the beers. And I went and I was coming back and just the Crows kicked, I think, two goals while I was in the bar. And I come back with the beers and I went to sit down. The boys were like, no, back to the bar. And they made me sit in the bar for the rest of the quarter because they thought that that was somehow going to help us win. I've, I've seen that before too. It, it, the superstitious fan is absolutely fantastic. And I love the, those stories are so much fun. Like I, I know those way, way too well. So I, I think you kind of already answered this, but I, I want to hear it again. Can you remember the first ever Crows game you attended? I actually 
think it was the one Arnie Carmel took me to that I came down on the bus for. It's definitely the first one I remember. I remember it was against Hawthorne and it was hailing. And I, Tony Modra ran past me. I vividly remember that because I was madly in love with Tony Modra. Um, But I think that was the first game and that would have been in the first couple of seasons, I think. But because I was living in the country when they started, we didn't always get to go to as many games. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It's not always easy. It's not like Melbourne now when it's so easy to get to the ground if, if they're going to be there. So I, I love this next question because I've heard this described as picking your favorite child, picking your favorite child. It's never easy. Can you pick your favorite player of the past? And do you have a favorite player currently on the Crows list? Um, I think oh, it is like choosing your favorite child. I think probably my favorite player of all time is Mark Rashido. I just loved him. I loved he was like just a real tough guy, like really hard at the ball, real team player, really just went for it, country bloke, had a mullet, like, you know, just a cool guy. Um, I think now that he's on the board, I disagree vividly with a lot of things he's doing, but that's beside the point. Um, and I and I think absolutely my favourite current player is Rory Sloan. I mean, how can you not love Rory Sloan? He is, um, he is the world's most beautiful human. Um, the fact that he, I mean, the Crows have had real problems with keeping players. Players don't want to live in Adelaide. It's it's a beautiful place, but it's not somewhere you want to live if you're a young footballer. And the fact that he was Victorian and signed to stay at the Crows um, was amazing. I've, I've also, Tex Walker's also really been one of my favourite players, but um, I don't know, um, given, given what happened sort of at the end of this year with him and the the racism issues, it's actually been, um, it's actually been really challenging to think how I feel about him. Um, You know, I, people may or may not know a few years ago, the Adelaide Crows coach was murdered by Mm -hmm. his son. And it was a really tragic kind of time in the club and, and Phil Walsh, who was the coach had made Taylor Walker, the captain. And everyone was like, what is he? He just wasn't someone we thought was going to be the captain. But when Walshy was killed and the club went through this tragic time, Tex just held that club together and held that group together like nothing else. And so it's actually really complicated now that he's had this um, quite public um, racism uh, issue come out where he said something extremely racist and, you know, it's it's been really challenging as a supporter and, and as a player I've always really loved and respected to kind of process how that feels to me now. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, you feel bad, but you almost want, you almost want to try to separate him from the football. The footballer is not the guy that made the con. Like you almost feel like you yeah. wish you could because you're like on the field. He's an, he's a great player, a heck of a player. He's fun to watch, but off the field, it's just something that it's just like, you, you just kind of face palm. You're like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you said that. And the fact that he's, played with Eddie Betts who's dealt with all of that on the on the on the internet side and yeah. the, the, the racial trolls and that and some of the issues that the, the AFL has dealt with with Western Australian and even Eddie Betts at Carlton the, the racism issues it's very difficult like it does it did come out of nowhere like you yeah, would have thought and, and- Eddie Betts you'd have thought with being around Eddie Betts and everything that he had to deal with that somebody who's played with him for so many years wouldn't make that mistake so it it is it does kind of tinge him a little which is sad 
It is sad. And there's no excuse for it. Like there's no excuse for it in society generally, but AFL players are the most educated people on racism of any aspect of our society. I can't tell you how much the AFL gets involved with our Indigenous community and the players are educated and we have whole rounds. So I don't think there's any excuse for racism full stop, but for an AFL player who's been in that system for 15 years or whatever it is, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's unfathomable really. It's it's just super difficult to hear it. That, Like I said, it's just super difficult to hear it. And it really, it mars a great footballer's career yeah, big time. It does. There's, there's just nothing you can get away from it. So let's let's pull ourselves out of the darkness. Let, yes, let's go, let's sorry, go the, let's Donnie, go you light. touched a nerve there. It is, it is fun. Hey, I love these conversations, these conversations conversations are great because I don't get these very often over here. Legitimately, yeah. honestly, I don't have a lot of footy heads that want to sit here and talk footy and talk about that type of stuff. For me, that is awesome. So, so I, I appreciate that you brought it up. So we'll go to the positives here. And I love sure. asking this question, most memorable moment as a Crows supporter. Oh, absolutely. The, the 1997 grand final um, and the 1998, we won two back to back, but they were just, I, I can't even, I can still feel how excited I was those days. And um, my family, again, we were living in the country and my, this is like, it's unfathomable to think about now, but we had all these people around and we decorated the house and we bought out all the crepe paper, but we had so many people that they couldn't fit in our lounge room. And it was back in the days where you only had one TV. And I remember my mum and dad going to like radio rentals or something and they hired a TV for the day so we could have two TVs because we had so many people. Um, And I just remember like after the game, everyone got in their cars and we're driving around town. And um, I remember the, the most exciting thing was then, yeah, the players did a tour of the state and they came to Wyala where I lived and, and we got, I got, I've still got this t-shirt at mum and dad's. It was this premiership t-shirt and I had all the autographs on the back, but those two days were just, yeah, I can't, nothing will compare to them. I don't think. Yeah. Winning, winning a premiership. There's, there's, it, it's hard to find a moment that's better unless it's a personal moment. I, and I've heard yeah. some really good. Right and then, I don't know. Yeah. You know. Well, <laughs> You'd be surprised what some people have answered. So, but I love it because it just shows you how people kind of cherish different things in different ways. So, yeah. so, so we go, so we go from that such a great moment and, and I don't mean it will we'll pull back a tiny bit to the sad part. We'll, we'll go to this last season. I know this was not a season that Adelaide would sit here and hang on their mantle as a season they were super proud of, but as a supporter, and I know you're, you're very passionate. So, I, so I'm very interested. What were your thoughts on Adelaide, um, Adelaide Crow season this year? Yeah, I um I get a bit of crap from my family and the girls on Chicks Talking Footy that I'm a bit of a Pollyanna. Like I I say I like to see the best in, in everything where football's concerned and particularly the crows. But I have to say, I I actually came out of this season okay. Yeah, we didn't win a lot of games. Uh we won more than we did the year before, but mm-hmm. we have some just fantastic young players that are coming through that club. Like it's not winning is shit and I hate it, but mm-hmm. um, we've, what I saw was some real young talent. And, and I also saw those players winning, like what I was worried about, cause they won, I think six games, something like that, which isn't mm-hmm. a lot, but the year before when we only won about three games, we had those young players still. Um, and I was really worried that not winning was going to impact them because 
I remember the first game we won last year, which was very late in the season. You know, they, yes. And I called that in, in my, in my tipping episode, I called that. I, I, my, 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 my host who I went through it, he looked at me, he goes, are you sure? I go, trust me, Adelaide's going to win this game. And the next week when he called me, he's like, you called it. I'm like, yep. I said, I just, Adelaide was playing better. Hawthorne was playing not as good. And I, I saw the same thing going into this year. I saw progression. Phil Thorpe coming in, I think, played really, really well when he did oh, play. I yeah. think his he's going to be scary if he continues to progress the way he's going. And you just – Rory Sloan plays a great season. Walker starts off the year really good, kind of fades a little bit. But I, I still think he had a pretty good year for him. Oh, my God. He played out of his skin the last few years. The, exactly. the first few weeks. I was exactly. really – it was like the techs of old, you know, that would bash packs and take big marks. And, yeah, and Ben Keyes is, has become a real favourite of mine. He's mm-hmm. he's really developed, you know. He, he came from Brisbane and they didn't want him. Like, they basically put him on the recycling pile and we went, oh, yeah, we'll take him. Um, and he's been great because our back line, you know, Daniel Tarley has been our back line sort of, you know, marshal for the last mm-hmm. few years. And without him... You could see the whole thing was a bit of a debacle, but I've I've been I'm actually really happy with with where they're at. Like I think we've still got a few years of pain to go through, um, but yeah, I'm I'm mostly positive about it. And that's and there's nothing bad about that. And and I and I think I think you ha- you have a lot of positive. Like I said, you have a lot of youth players. You're going to get a good draft pick this year and mm. with the South Australians and West Australians getting a lot more footy than the Victorians. Unfortunately, I think this is another good season for South and Western Australians to get drafted into the AFL. So there's, there's a lot of things to look forward to And, and the Crows are a team. I think they, they can go up. I don't think, I don't see them sliding down, but I've said this in a few episodes, this season could be a gauntlet because I I literally went through my head and I'm like, I can think of 10 teams right now, not even trying that can all be finals teams. I agree. I think it's going to be a really interesting season. And the fact that we'll get a full, I think we'll get a proper season too, Mm -hmm. you know, fingers crossed. Um, The last, because the last two seasons have obviously been interrupted or changed or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be fun. So we'll, we'll stay with the positive. Um, uh, the off season has, has come and gone. The off season has come and gone before the draft. Since we're recording this just before the draft free agency period is done and, um, and, and uh, uh, sign and trade. So I got to ask being a Swan supporter, how happy are you in Adelaide to get Jordan Dawson in, into, into the, into the ranks? Oh, so happy. I can't even tell you. I was so excited. I thought the deal would get done, but it just took a little, like every day I was like on the Twitter, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done? Me too. I was, I, even I got, even I got annoyed. I'm like, just somebody just give up and just give something a little bit because both of these teams were really being stubborn. I think I, I, I understood both arguments. Adelaide, what do they really have to spend a lot to get Jordan Dawson when they've got the preseason, they've got the preseason rookie draft. I mean, they, they really yeah. had the advantage, but, and I, but I understood Sydney. It's like Dawson, if I remember correctly, they put a five-year contract in front of him because they wanted him to stay and yeah. he wanted to go home. And I respect that. I mean, it was, it's like a Lear Lear going to port last year. I know evil port. I know, but stay with yeah. me. This is the second straight year that a defender from Sydney, who I know the Swans fans have wanted to keep. Yeah, moved on. But I, I've, I've loved it that he's going somewhere he's going to be appreciated. And I think he's going to be very, very successful. You are going to love him either on the wing or in the back line. But 
I think he's going to be in the back lane because you've got seedsmen and you've got uh and you've got keys so lead and yeah exactly so you've got some nice rotation on your in your wing position there for the crow so if they can get out and run they're going to be they're going to be a fun team to watch when they go full steam but i i thought i'd ask that since since you were uh, since you're the crow supporter i thought i want to see what she thinks of the uh, of dasso coming over there and also it was absolutely worth it because the day that they signed it off the crow social media team um did this fantastic dawson's creek sort of uh clip on their that. social media which was worth it just for me yeah, the, the play on words was absolutely. I remember seeing that. That was that was absolutely fantastic. So, I, I I say this all the time. I'm never one to give expectations for 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 years because I feel like it, it sets a, a weird pressure thing that I, I find fascinating. So I don't say like expectations. I think what I think might happen, but I don't expect it. So, for you as a fan, do you have expectations on next season? And if not, kind of what are your thoughts on going into next year? Do you see an increase from six wins to eight wins, maybe 10 wins? Who knows? Yeah, I think that um, I'd like to see a few more wins and I'd just like to see these young players develop more. I think we're not ready for the top eight yet, but if we were sort of at the, you know, 10th, 9th or 10th, I'd be pretty happy with that. I think that you got to be realistic. Like we got a couple more seasons of development before we get to where we want to be. But look, you know, like I say, if we had, you know, sort of 10 wins and, and finish 10th, I'd be, I'd be more than happy with that. Mm -hmm. You'd be wrapped with that. And the best part is you can look at, you can look at the competition and go, well, how has North Melbourne progressed? Hawthorne's probably going to take a dip this year. You think, yeah. but you never know. Uh, how does Collingwood handle all of more drama again, this off season? <sighs> well, I, I know I, I could, I saw social media yesterday when it went out in, in a couple of the episodes I interviewed yesterday, I asked them about it because it, it was very much the fun thing. I, I was like, I was like the New York times put something out about it. And it just made me laugh. Cause I'm like, how many people that read the New York times even know about Aussie rules football in the States? Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, yeah. but it is kind of funny. I was just like, I'm like, there's a lot of people that have no idea what the heck they're talking about or know the history to it. So I thought that was kind of funny. So um, my next question, I, I love this one. This is a lot of fun because so many people have just on this one. Um, as an American, we love being the general manager. We like making decisions. We like changing things. We all like, well, this guy would work better if we could get him in here. So I like doing this with Australians. I'm going to install you as the list manager for the Adelaide Crows. All 17 teams that are not the Crows have open teams. You can pick up any player in the competition who's the first player that you bring into the Crows and why? Oh, that's such a good question, Donnie. Don't you love these? Oh. <laughs> makes you think, makes I mean, you think. I mean, I, I want to say someone, like I want to say Dusty Martin, I think, because I think what we don't have is someone that can turn the game on their own boot. You know, mm -hmm. like we've got a lot of good players and, you know, like, you say people like Rory Laird and Seedsman and Sloan and they're all they're all great like they're great players but we don't have that person you know those players that just mm -hmm. they turn the whole game and everyone follows and I think Dusty's probably the master of that um so I think yeah I'd have Dusty Martin I reckon yeah the Dusties the Stringers the Petrakas the Bonton Pellies, yeah. those guys that when they want to they flip a switch and all of a sudden they become the most dangerous player on the entire field well Bonton um, the grand final I mean nearly turned that whole game itself 
didn't quite that. work, but and then, you know, and then Petraka all yeah. Clay, and Clary Oliver and Luke Jackson kind of they they changed that. Was a that great game. Quite oh, it was incredible. I I streamed it with I we streamed the first three quarters on on our Twitch channel that we have connected to the fourth and long. And I kept saying, this is an insane game of footy because it literally is the runs that yeah. footy is known for, the momentum, one one change, and everything can change on its hands. And think about Caleb Daniel throwing Max Gone on the ground. And from that moment <gasps> on, yeah, the Bulldogs scored seven points. The Demons scored 100. <laughs> no, it was That's just, it was crazy. one of the best grand finals I reckon I've watched in a while, actually. And it was a blowout. And it wasn't even yeah, in, in, it was, in the end, it, the margin, the margin was not any indication of how good that game was. I mean, it's not a 2005 Eagles, Sydney, 2006 no. Eagles, Sydney, Collingwood, West coast, 2018, the draw in 2000 in 2010. So, I mean, or the, or like the 2009 grand final, that was a 10 point win, but it was technically four before Scarlet kicks his yeah. goal. So it's like, it's, it's not those games where it's, it's within a goal, goal kick 2012 Hawthorne, Sid, Hawthorne, Sydney was 10. Yeah. But it was four before Malcheski kicks the one with like a minute and a half left. So th- those are the games that you think are, are the most memorable grand finals, not a 66 point shellacking. Yeah, it's funny, isn't did. it? But it was such a great game because the skill was absolutely insane. And just the D's run was, was incredible to watch. I was so happy for it. So, so well, actually, this is a great transition. Um, the grand final, the previous, the last two years has been outside uh, of the hallowed halls mm. of the MCG in Victoria. So um, as, as an, as an American, I kind of appreciated seeing the super bullish style. Again, I know this is controversial for some Australians, calm down comment section for just a second. Outside of outside of Australia, the Super Bowl is one of those things everybody wants to pay attention to. It's under the lights. You have the big time mm. halftime show, and the previous two years have been the Gabba in Perth, and they were they were well, well very well done. I, I appreciated them, though the three a.m. wake up wasn't always great yeah. for for an American <laughs> fan. But we'll 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 reel it back in for a second. So now as a Melbourne now as somebody that lives in Melbourne but is a South Australian girl, I got to ask this: if for some crazy reason the MCC contract is ripped up. Would you be okay with a traveling grand final, or are you one of those you like the tradition MCG two thirty grand final day? Yeah, it's funny you say. I'm a bit of both, so I'm I'm a traditionist in life, uh, and so mm. I I think that I think the grand final should be at the MCG, and people are often surprised when I say that because you know I'm I'm not Pro from supporter. Victoria, but I mm-hmm. I just think it's the home of football. You know, it's where we all should play. But what I do love and oh my god the girls on chicks talking footy have given me so much for this i love the night grand final i love it i love that you know you get the entertainment as the sun's sort of going down and that dusk and i think if we had a night grand final at the mcg it would be perfection but i'm very much one out of the box there i've I, i've said this and i know this 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 will really this has irked a lot of the australians that i've talked to i said everything that i keep hearing if the AFL has its way, the grand final will be a night grand final from now on because the ratings were through the roof this year. Again, Victoria was in lockdown, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But I could they've already said if they want to compete ratings wise with the NRL grand final, I know NRL grand final, not nearly as big as Aussie rules, they need a prime time 7 p.m. start to the game, and they're gonna get these big numbers for the ratings. 
And if that's going to bring them more money, that's what they're going to do. Well, that's and, right. Tradition be it's damned, It's a no-brainer, I think. So. Yeah, and look, I was, I was going to mention the NRL grand final because that's always been a Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. And it's always done well and people are into it. And I just think, you know, I, I think it's going to have to be at the MCG because I think that MCC contract is, you know, pretty years. pretty. T- pretty it's tight. not going anywhere <laughs> no but i just i think a night grand final is inevitable and i think we've had two years to get used to it now mm-hmm. um i know people don't like they think you know it's too long and it takes too long to get to it i don't know donny i love a nap on a saturday afternoon so i'd probably just have a nap and then i'd be good to go by the time the game started well i'll, I'll tell you this though one thing that i love about it is you guys at least put the afl grand final on a saturday to have sunday to recover mm. that's the the one thing us americans didn't think about really well when we play in yeah. the super bowl is we do it on a sunday well we don't get a holiday on monday so you have a lot of people going to work shall we say lubricated quite well occasionally yes. or they take the day off which it's probably one of the most requested days off besides the, your holidays over here so it's it's kind of funny for me that i i, I got to give the kudos you guys at least put your big game on saturday night do you have sunday to recover a little exactly. bit exactly enjoyed your team winning the grand final or at least just enjoyed the game in fact i don't know did v tell you the cool thing that i did up here for the grand final no i made homemade australian aussie meat pies oh amazing yep i will i will send i will send you a pic after we're done on the instant on the on the on the on our ig on our instant message that we have but i I made them for the grand final made them in the afternoon let them cool put them in the warmer about 15 minutes before the granny and then had one as we were streaming uh it was amazing yeah it was awesome i had a few australians reach out and go you were a bloody legend for this one even said you deserve an australian passport for this <laughs> love that did you have tomato sauce like, did you I, do it we have ketchup. unfortunately i don't have the, the 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 tomato sauce version that you guys have i have the ketchup i i thought it was really good i didn't need it uh, but I, and, and i know that's a controversial discussion sometimes that is some a people controversial is, dis- is, do yeah. you put the tomato sauce on it or do you don't i didn't i thought it was good without but i'm gonna i'm i'm I've got the pie pins. I'll make it again for sure. So I will definitely the next time put a little tomato sauce on in the middle and enjoy it with that. But it was, it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I will definitely, definitely be making those again. So I'll transition to this. This is going to be a fun conversation, especially for you. Um, being chicks talking footy, you guys talk about the AFLW and, and fee knows this. I am a massive AFLW supporter. I do a weekly review of the AFLW and I've, I've said this in a few episodes, I am currently a foundation member for the Sydney Swans. Um, I, I took a lot of pride in doing that and really wanted to do that for the girls. So I know you were a massive AFLW supporter. So what were your thoughts on the Crow season last year? I know you felt just a tiny bit short to the Brizzy Lions, but the Crows are one of the most decorated teams in AFLW. I was going to say, like, it was interesting last year. Like, obviously, you know, you want to win the grand final, but I, I kind of thought, oh, look, we can't really be too greedy. Like, the the seed, the competition's been around for, what is it, six seasons, and we won two of the grand finals. So um, I have to say I was good about it in a way that I probably wouldn't have been. Like, I wasn't when the men's team lost their grand final in 2017. I wasn't nice about that at all. Um, but, you know, I just, the joy that those girls have brought has just been fantastic. I think it's been so, I mean, the AFLW competition, amazing. But the the Crows have been fantastic. You know, the 
the fact that they got a record crowd at Adelaide Oval for their grand final, you know, the whole state's got behind them. Um, the fact that Erin Phillips plays for us when her dad was a Port Adelaide legend just gives everyone so much joy. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I think, you know, I, I kind of think the AFLW is a new competition and I'm a big one for, like, different teams winning I think in these early days but probably come back to me in about three or four years Donnie and I would have got over that and I'll be ready for another premiership oh boy yeah um I, I asked this question to the Port fan and I only want to ask this because I know it's massive in South and in, in South Australia is the, the fact that Aaron Phillips father was a Port legend I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this just the tiniest bit and I'm, I don't want to offend you would you be okay if Aaron Phillips dons the Port jersey the first year of the Port Adelaide Crows since her contract does end after this season? No. <laughs> I, I knew that would be the answer. I had to ask. I had to ask. I'm I'm one of those. I, I won't shock me if she does. I think she's staying on to play one year in the Port Guernsey again. I don't think it's anything against the Crows. I think she just wants that that connection with her father because I know everybody talked about her his her father being a legend in South Australian football and she is a legend. There's there's no argument there. I've even thrown up the idea. I think the I think the the best and fairest should be the Aaron Phillips Award. But whether that happens or not, we'll have to see. So, but I, I just I had to ask. I, it was it was. It was I'd say no, no. no, Donnie, but I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic about things, and mm -hmm. I and there is some like I loved that Gary Ablett came back and finished his career at Geelong. Geelong. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that I oh, even my little red, blue, and yellow heart would probably see the nice side of her. You know, playing a season for Port, we got two premierships out of it. You know, what can we? We can't really. Hey, you could play. you could get a third this year. You never know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The, the way the way Adelaide is, you never know. They, they with as long as as long as she's on the field. I, I I said it in my AFLW reviews. It says if Aaron Phillips is on the field, that that's 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 a game breaker for Adelaide. I agree. Every, every they're, time they're lost when she's not there. Like when she's I been agree. injured, they're like headless chooks. They don't know where to go. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I got a few more questions left and these are some fun ones because as I've told a lot of these Australian, I, eventually I am going to get down there. I want to go to a game, whether it's the MCG, the SCG, I, I have friends in Perth. I'd even love to get to South Australia to see the Adelaide Oval. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous facility. So I got to ask when you go to the footy, what's your favorite food that you like to enjoy when you go to the footy? Um, I am probably, look, I'm a fine connoisseur of the hot dog. I have firm views about hot dogs. Um, I remember this conversation. On, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, there's an episode of chicks talking footy where uh, rather than talk about footy, I did, I think a 30 minute diatribe on the crusty bread rolls because hot dogs are supposed to have soft bread rolls. I didn't want to get into it again, Donnie. It's bring back bad memories. It was um, It was a great segment though. I thought it was funny. It was, it was absolutely it legitimately cut the roof of my mouth. <laughs> so it's all coming back to me now. So look, I love a hot dog as long as it's done properly. And I like to have sauce and mustard. Awesome. They eat everybody to each is their own i know meat pie has been a, a quite a popular one i know i've, I've had a, a one i've had one I, I interviewed mikey the huge fan of, of oh, yes. talking footy and he's a he's a bucket of chips because he's a vegan so and i said hey to each their own as long as you enjoy if as long as you enjoy yourself with the footy that's all that matters so um along with me getting down there as i'm kind of gathering a base of 
Um, I asked this question, where do you think is the ideal place to sit and watch the footy? Oh, see, this is a constant. My dad and I have had this fight for nearly 40 years. So I like to be the closer, the better. Like I like to hear bodies slapping on each other. I like to hear the players yelling. Whereas I've had this fight with my dad every time they come over here to visit me and I buy tickets. He's like, we can't see over the, you know, the oval because it's like a bit of a slump. We're too close. He thinks you need to be up high to see the whole game. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm like, no, nah, I want to be in there. Like if I can hear tackles, I know I'm at the football. Yeah. And every, and everybody's different. I know I'm maybe it's a little bit of my coaching mind. I I'd like to do one game, at least up, say the second level to where I can see the entire field, because I, I want to see the movement because unfortunately in the USAFL, it is a little bit like girls soccer. It's everybody kind of follows the ball. So it's, there's yeah. not as much structure in the game. I, I think it's getting, we're, we're getting some better coaching a little bit. So I think it's becoming a little more structured, but it does sometimes remind me of a, uh, an eight-year-old girls soccer match. The ball goes and 20 players follow the ball. So it's, it's. See, kinda, I've it's got this, this problem though, that when I'm at a Crows game, I only see the Crows. It's like my eyes, like after the game, you'll hear such and such from the other team got 40 possessions. I'm like, did that? I didn't even see them. Whereas if the Crows aren't playing, I can appreciate seeing the game as a whole. But if it's mm -hmm. the Crows, I don't even know the other teams there. It, it, to each their own everybody fans differently that, that that's <laughs> awesome i've never heard that that that's great though that that's absolutely fantastic and this next question for me i i think you are the perfect candidate to answer this is the channel that we that i do these brought that i do these podcasts on on youtube is a is a massive one for american sports they do nfl they do nba they do major league baseball but occasionally we'll get an American that'll click on our video because they're like, what is this Australian rules football? Hey, you'd be surprised how many Americans find the sport through random YouTube videos. So I thought it'd be a great idea that if, if somebody has sat down and they've listened to, to this awesome conversation that maybe they, they, they don't have a team and maybe you'd be a great opportunity to tell them why they should be an Adelaide Crow supporter. So if you want just a real quick pitch on why an American should be a Crow supporter. I like that. Um, I have to say a couple of things. One is, you know, we don't have the longest history, so people don't hate us as much, you know. We're kind of new, so there's a little bit of that. Um, I think the fact that not a Victorian team is, is a bit different, like it's a bit exciting, you know, they're a bit different. Um, I think, look, red, blue and yellow are really good colours, you know. There's, there's something for everyone there. Um, and I think I have to say the Crows are just a bit non-offensive. Non like they're, you know, people don't hate them, except for Port Adelaide supporters. Um, and you know what? They're always going to keep you interested. They've never been consistently good. They've never been consistently bad. You genuinely don't know what you're going to get from them from one season to the next. And at least that keeps you interested. Hey, that's that's a good that's a good one and, and they've got an interesting history too they've got some championships but and in a unique color scheme i gotta say that that's not something you see very often with the, with the tricolors uh being so prominent so so i i've always liked the crows colors and the fact that they rock those stripes so well i, I gotta give the crows oh, they rock those stripes 100%. fantastically so my, my last question that i ask in each of my and I, I love this one because i think it's fun to hear everybody's different ideas um, what is your favorite game of footy that you have ever seen, whether it was live, whether it was on TV, 
It doesn't have to be a Crows game, but it can be. What's your favorite game of footy that you've ever seen? Um, oh, that's such a great question. I think probably the best one I've ever been to was I've been to um, one Anzac Day game between Essendon and Collingwood and just the atmosphere, like it was probably the biggest crowd I've ever been in, you know, playing the last post, the moment silence. The I actually don't even remember who won the game, to be honest, but I remember the atmosphere and I think that there was just something really special about that game. Yeah, that, that's always a good one too. But And did you, did you ever get a chance to see a showdown live at the Adelaide Oval? Yeah, I've been to heaps of, oh, my God, I've been to some ugly ones too. Like, I've been to some, oh, I remember getting yelled at by some port supporters. Like, they're pretty, it's actually, (laughs) they're pretty feral. Like, sometimes I'm embarrassed a bit for South Australia. I mean, it comes from passion. But the hatred between those clubs, I mean, the hatred's so bad that a few years ago the players got into a punch on at the pub after the game. So that's how much it means to people. Well, the one thing I got to give, though, is it's it's passion. It, there, there's there's, there's yeah. The one thing American sports sometimes is almost seen as entertainment a lot of times. Like it doesn't get yeah. serious until the playoffs for, for a lot yeah. of us over here. Which, so for me, it's kind of fun for me. I love seeing the passion and hearing the stories. Like when I talk to my West Coast supporter, my Frio supporter, how there's always a lot of tension between the two of them, though they kind of are isolated from from a lot of the country because Perth is so so far there. And then Port and Adelaide, just, I mean, you, there, there's very little give between the two of them. It's it's a love-hate yeah. relationship with primarily the hate part in, in it's it's kind of fun so it, it for me it's i love the rivalries the rivalries are always fun the yeah. q clash i'm surprised how fast the q clash has gotten super yeah. intense like the the gold coast the gold coast and brizzy uh, just their their intensity and then i've been happily pleasantly surprised gws and sydney has become it's not as big say as gws uh, and the western bulldogs currently but I still think there's there's still some room for for as GWS has a few more years into it that there's going to be that little there's that going to be that little niggle between yeah the two. it's always fun. I have to, to watch say it was funny, Donny, when I moved to Melbourne, I was so surprised that I would see like friends who go for different clubs like walking to the game together because mm-hmm. a Crows and Port supporter, even if that like I've got very close friends that are port supporters, but I would never go to a showdown with them because the tension and emotion would just be literally too much. And I just remember, you know, like moving to Melbourne and seeing like an Essendon and a Collingwood supporter walk into the game together. I'm like, how do you do that? Like it's, mm-hmm. it was, it was an interesting phenomenon to me. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, hopping, hopping into it is, is that the, the passion of the rivalries, I think sometimes I, I love it because there is that's the Geelong Hawthorne, the passion between yeah. the two of them. Collingwood Carlton is, is absolutely insane. Sometimes seeing, uh, I saw a YouTube video where they talked to Jaffa and just the the way they describe Carlton, it's it's interesting. Like it, there's 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 this vir- there's this visceral reaction that yeah. this, it, it's but it's but it's it's it shows the passion that they have for the sport. So Beck, this has just been an awesome conversation. I, I have to say, I'll be 
very, very honest. This was one of the conversations I was really looking forward to because of the fact that you were the reason I got into chicks talking footy and, and I've enjoyed our friendship with, with fee and, and talking with all the, all the chicks. I think you guys are doing such a great job. Please keep up the great work. Even if I may be the only person listening to chicks talking footy here in the States, but you have a, a loyal fan. I listen to every episode. Keep up the great work. It's, it's fantastic. I'm, I love that the lockdown is over so that you grow that you ladies can get into the studio and, and all be there because zoom only gives you so much, so much interaction. So I always, yeah. I always love the episode. So keep up the great work. It, it's fantastic. I thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you so much, Donnie. Thank you for having me. No, no problem at all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of my Aussie supporter series. I've got one more left to go. It's coming out very soon. We will talk to you again very soon, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode of my Aussie supporter series.